Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm so excited today to bring you another interview with some of our Hallmark talent. And today we are talking with writer Zach Hug, who recently wrote the uh, Hallmark movie Road to Christmas. And I'm really excited. I'm Rachel. And thank you so much, Zach, for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's so lovely to be here. What we like to do is we like to just ask our guests to introduce themselves and tell us what inspired you to become a writer. Uh, my name is Zach Hug. I have been writing for television for about six years now. Uh, what inspired me was, I mean, all kinds of things. I wanted to be an actor, uh, but then I didn't want to do it as a job. Um, so I started writing stuff for my friends and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I wrote a few plays in college. I wrote, um, I got a degree in theater. I wrote a few plays and then kind of didn't do any uh, digital media for a long time. And then about six years ago, I didn't want to do that anymore. So I left and I started writing on Drop Dead Diva. And then uh, after that, I went to grad school real quick. And then I was on Shadowhunters and then I made a web series. And then I wrote Road to Christmas is basically how I went. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I want to ask you about a bunch of that stuff. I mean, did you grow up enjoying writing? Was that something that were you a big reader? Or? I grew up, no, I grew up watching TV. I grew up really loving television. I really grew uh -huh. up, um, I, I was a huge, I mean, like I loved Laverne and Shirley when I was like four. Because um, how do you not? Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I always just sort of thought the idea that you could make this thing with a bunch of your friends, which is how it always looked to me. Uh -huh. that, you could go out with a camera and make some things with a bunch of your friends. Like that was fascinating. Like that was a really good, that seemed like a cool job. So that's what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Did you grow up uh, in the States or in Canada? I did. I grew up in Northern Ohio on an app, on a Christmas tree and apple farm. No Canada. way. Really? Uh, I did. Um, that's so we, funny. We sold Christmas trees. We had barn dances. We were pretty cute. Um, and then we moved to Lake Tahoe when I was like eight or nine. And then I kind of grew up, I grew up in like a mountain area and a farm. Uh, very oh gosh. odd place. You're perfect for a Hallmark. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm Winterfest. I'm, I'm, I'm a Christmas, uh, I'm a Christmas dream. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. So you grew up watching more television over than, other than, rather than movies, I should say. Yeah, I did. I mean, I liked movies, but I was always, like I've always liked everything to be a little bit weird. Uh, and TV's always been, weirder you know what i mean there's always kind of an odd storytelling thing that you hear yeah. like well what's this hook this is odd and it keeps going and going yeah. and going and going um that was fascinating to me whereas movies like you leave after two hours and you're like well that was fun those people seemed interesting hope they're okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah amber and i have this debate all the time because i like the I, I don't have, I'm not the best when it comes to attention span. And so like movies are great for me because I can just like get in, get out, get the story, move on with my life. Whereas like TV shows are such a commitment, oh, but I do agree with you that they do give room for a little more experimentation because you can just have the one-off episode that's just like, what were they doing uh, <laughs> of any show? And uh, you know, you look at something like, something like Doctor Who, would I really want to watch uh, I mean, a movie with that kind of feel to it, maybe uh, they can pull it off, but I don't know. There's something about the, if it doesn't work, we can try again next week. Yeah, exactly. That's I, nice. I'd watch a Doctor Who movie and then I'd be like, well, that seemed fun. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Uh, did you did you watch? And growing up on a Christmas tree farm, did you guys do a lot of Christmas stuff, uh, like Christmas movies? Yeah, Christmas? We, had, we had like there was a there was a horse drawn sleigh. Oh and my we, gosh! Uh, this guy would this um, Santa Claus would come and he would sit in the sleigh and you each picture taken. I have these great pictures of my grandmother with Santa Claus. Um, I, the whole, I mean, it was, we also, to sell the Christmas trees, every year they would have a barn dance where they would string lights above the trees and like people would come and they would get a tree. There was a square dance caller um, and we pressed cider there. So there was also like, can we get some hot apple cider? Like it was, it's honestly, there's nothing more Hallmark than oh everything that happened to me before I was eight years old. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> make the movie about your life. <laughs> <It'd be> great. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it kind of reminds me of one of my favorite Hallmark movies. It's called Fur Crazy. Uh-huh. I like it, Fur Crazy. Have you seen it? It's so good, I think. <laughs> the reason why I like it, I think Sarah Lancaster is the best. She's such a good actress. And also, I like it because her character motivations are very understandable. Instead of someone who just like irrationally hates Christmas, yeah. it totally makes sense. Like if, if, if Christmas, this Christmas tree lot had taken your parents away and took all their time during the holidays, you, of course you'd resent it a little bit. Like, so I think it, it's one of the best Hallmark movies because I just think it's, it, her character just makes sense, which I like. <laughs> also, like the idea that the Christmas tree, the farm then comes to her as well, like is kind of groovy. Like there's something yeah. kind of about that in that, yeah. Yeah, and she has to learn to like, kind of forgive her parents and accept that, you know, just that experience of all of a sudden she's running the, the Christmas tree lot and the romance is really secondary in that one. Really, but also she stays in the city. That's yeah. what I like that too. I do too. Yeah, that's true. She hasn't. She's so, become a little bit corrupted, but not completely. And they do get a little over the top with the businessman. You know, he's just he's. Yeah, but it's the guy. It's Hoopman. It's um. Yeah, yeah, the guy from what? Whose line is it anyway? He's a fantastic actor. He's so much yeah. fun. I know. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm so excited to hear that you worked on Drop Dead Diva because I love Drop Dead Diva. I just, I loved everything about that show. I thought it was so funny and I love Brooke Elliott. My dream is to, is that Brooke Elliott would do one of these Hallmark movies. Sure. I think she would be so fun and it'd be so fun to have like a... By the way, also my dream. She's amazing. (laughs) Incredible actress. She's... Yay! Do whatever, like, she can act the the circles around. I mean, she's amazing. So did you actually get to meet her as a writer? I've met her like two or three times at parties, but they shot Atlanta and we wrote in LA. Okay. We didn't really have a lot of interaction. I was also only on one season. Um, Uh I was, uh, I was, (laughs) I got a lot of flack because Owen kissed Stacy in my episode. Oh Um, yeah. You had the vampire episode. Yeah. I had a, I had a vampire in my life. Yeah. Which was hilarious. How did you come up with that idea? That was, uh, I feel like that was an actual case. So, so Drop Dead Diva was a lot of really smart people who we also had, there, were, there was a lot of legal experience in the room. Uh-huh. We, we actually had, we would take real cases that we had sort of heard about and then go, okay, it's not that, that but, but let's figure this out and go yeah. from there. And, and I think that we were just really interested also in, in what, is, what is belief about who you are do you know what I mean? Like that show played in that space a lot. And I think that kid really believed in who he was. <laughs> and yeah. then he was a girlfriend. That's how that goes. Well, I mean, it's my only love triangle I have ever liked. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, and she was just so, like, she was, she's just the best. Jingbing was such a great character because she was so confident, but it wasn't like, I don't know. Sometimes when they have plus size characters, the big joke can be the fact, oh, look, I'm fat. Like, yeah. it wasn't like that at all. She was just like confident. And she was awesome. And I, I mean, I kind of felt uh, they, that way with, um, with Fat Amy in the first Pitch Perfect movie, but then they totally ruined her. And they just made her the butt of every joke instead of being the cool character she was in the first movie. Oh, and I don't know. That's why I think it would be so fun to have her at Hallmark uh, because I just think we've never had a lead performance anywhere like that. And it would just be cool and it'd be funny. And, and uh, I don't know, it just had such a great cast. I, you know, April Balby was great. I really like, <laughs> uh, you know, you've got Brooke Diorsey. Yeah. I just love that show. Margaret Cho was on that show. Yeah. Margaret Cho was so good. <laughs> Everybody was good. And I really liked both of the leads, lead guys were so good. And I could have seen her been happy with her, with either of them yeah which was yeah. nice because yeah. a lot of times love triangles i'm just like i don't care <laughs> pick one obvious choice. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool that's so interesting that you really because most of the time i was like these cases are so ridiculous but i don't care because i just like the show so much and <laughs> usually it was funny but that's interesting you actually started with real cases i kind of have to because at some point it's like i mean we six seasons yeah cases per episode like at some point it's like keep going you know what i mean yeah um, yeah so. that's true and also, I don't, it wasn't always that way certainly that there were some that we just kind of i think the one the other the a story in that one i think we just came up with totally but but we would all kind of come in with like i read about this thing and like a lot of times it wouldn't be like a legal case it would be like uh -huh. something that one of us had heard or seen and then uh we'd be like how would this be like what's the legal implications behind I'm a vampire? You know what I mean? Like that was sort of how yeah. it was a lot of really creative people. The Engelberg sisters, Wendy and Amy Engelberg, um, were great. Josh Berman is incredible. He's so smart and knows exactly what he's doing. So it was a good show. Yeah, I love it. I love when they would have like musical stuff and she could show her her Broadway roots. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah a bunch of them could sing too, turns out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. <laughs> did you end up getting that job with Drop to David? Did you send him a spec script or what did you do? Uh, I, uh, I, all, all the jobs I, I end up with, I, they started dinner parties. I met Josh Berman at a dinner party um, and I was still working as an executive at Disney in their digital division. And I just, I wanted, I wanted to write television. And so he, we had like two or three uh, meetings, honestly, where, where, where he read some stuff. He was really kind to me, was really supportive and helpful. And then when they got renewed for a fifth season, um, I said, you know, would you consider me? And he said, sure. And I think, and, and he considered me along with, with how any other process would go. And um, it turned out I had skills that they specifically needed for that season. Um, and that's kind of how it ends. That's sort of how it happened for me, which is, you know, it's a kind of a great, it's the great, it's the best way I think to go about it is people that you genuinely like, you get to then work with one day. That's yeah. been spectacular. Yeah. And networking is so important in any field. I think it, it's 99% kind of who you meet, who, you know, connections you make. And I think also, than, it, it tends to be, I, what I've found over the years is that it tends to be when you, 
like networking feels to me more like a uh, what is it? Network is a noun, not a verb. That, mm -hmm. that to me, like I, I didn't meet Josh hoping to write on that show specifically. Do you know what I mean? Right. I met him. We became friends, and then later, that's how it worked out. I think that that's always the weirdest way of going about it. I think once you once you try to put yourself in a place to meet a specific person, right, right, it has to be natural. You're just, well, it's, you know, you see it happen and it's, it's so weird. It's such an odd way to go. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that whole party scene in La La Land. So you wrote and acted in this web series, these people <laughs> yes. that went on for quite a while. I watched a couple of them. They look pretty <laughs> fun. Uh, so what was that like? How did that all happen? That, uh, a friend of mine said, I want to make something, uh, make something with me. And I said, great, sure. Um, and I had written that family. I'd written a bunch of plays about them in college and oh. they worked very hard. So we're just going to recycle some characters. He said, great, you're going to have to be in it because you're available. And I hadn't acted in oh, 10 years. I hadn't, I didn't want to, um, but he was right. Like I was available. Um, yeah. So you, we really just kept asking people to do it with us, and they all did. Um, and we ended up getting so many fun, interesting people. Carolyn Hennessy played my mom. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim Rash played my nemesis. Uh, I, I don't think we ever dated. We all dated each other. Uh, <laughs> Keith Powell was was uh, our therapist. Um, it was pretty amazing. And then and then there was these people who I had known from just various circles. Claire Downs, who she plays the sister and it runs away with the whole thing. She's amazing in it. Yeah. Um, that was great. Like that, you know, just, it, it really felt like community theater, but with a camera. Did so, you have any inspiration that you were feeding off of that? Like a show, like you were trying to, or just kind of doing your own I, thing? You know, it's funny. I, <laughs> I've had that family in my head kind of since, uh, since college like late high school, probably. Mm -hmm. um, they just kind of showed up and they've all kind of been, they've, they've always inspired me in some weird way. Um, I, it's, I, I don't know where they came from. They're nothing like my own family, um, kind of at all. I, mostly what I was interested in was, uh, I, I wanted to do a comedy about how hard it is to be a sibling. Yeah. I don't, I don't find it particularly difficult, but the stuff that is, interesting to me is always what's sad and funny at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were interesting to do that. It kind of reminded me of a little bit, just a few episodes I saw of, um, it's always sunny. Yeah. I love you a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of that too, is that everyone was a really good improviser mm. and so we didn't script the first season at all. We just sort of said, here's a situation we wrote, you know, here's the story, here's what we're going to do. But we kind of would just do it, and then Jamie Heinrich, who directed and edited it, just edited together really good scenes out of it. Yeah. We scripted the second and the third seasons because it got more interesting to us to try to match our own style in that way. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's funny because we always talk about should we do something with it? Should we keep it? Should we make more? But right now it's just... I love having it in the world. I love that people kind of weirdly discover it and find it and watch it. And it's, mm -hmm. it's so strange. It was such a fun experience though. I, I, I would love to do it again. 
Yeah, it looked really fun. You know, it's really interesting what you say about siblings because that was definitely a theme in Road to Christmas. It was. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was something I really relate to because I come from a big family. There's six of us, and we are all we all love each other, but we're all very different, like yeah. super different, and uh, it can make it hard sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah. You have to work extra hard to you know, communicate and, and make sure you're expressing that love and that you're, you know, cause like I can, I think I can honestly say that pretty much all of my siblings, I don't know if we would be friends if we weren't siblings, right? If we were just picking people from out of, you know, out of a thousand people, would we, would we pick each other? No, I don't think so. Um, but that makes it more special, I guess, when you have those good moments and when you work at a relationship, it makes it more meaningful. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I really related to that in The Road to Christmas because a lot of times in Christmas movies, the dysfunction is very like over the top, you know, like something like The Family Stone, you know, where they're like just very slapsticky, very over the top. I love The Family Stone though. It's so <laughs> I don't hate it, but I don't know. I don't relate to it. I don't connect to it the way I did to Road to Christmas because that to me just like an inability to sort of communicate with each other, that to me is much more easy for me to relate to. I mean, like things like National Lampoons, they have their place, but I don't know. I just, I just really re relate to sort of that dynamic of like, you really want to love each other and you really want to make the relationship better, but it's just really hard when you're so different. Yeah. And I don't know, I thought you captured that really well. Well, I think also it's kind of how Christmas functions in the family, right? Like you, you're all going to be around each other. You're all going to have this period of time. Like you can choose to throw down dramatically or everybody kind of mind your business a little bit. Uh, yeah. Level of, it's not, it's not even being fake anyway. It's just, you all kind of come to this with your own baggage. How much of it do you leave outside is right. And I think that that family, like they really, those boys, you know, I think that they, they left all their baggage outside and I think they brought a little bit more of it to Christmas this year. And I think that that's, it really worked for them. Yeah. And that, that happened in the scripting process with, with, with Hallmark, like they were really, Great was my first one. So they were, uh, I have incredible executives who are so smart, Heather Overton and Kate Redinger, who just, I mean, they said the smartest things about that family and kept pushing it to be more of what that heart is. And, the, and they, they got it exactly how they needed it. I thought it was great. That's, how did you eat? And it had Cardi Wong in it. Who's yes, who I just interviewed and I love him so much. The best. <laughs> I love that game. And I love Jessie so much too. Oh, she's spectacular. Yeah, the best. And so, but I'm curious, so how did you even like get the idea to write a Hallmark movie? Like where sure. did that, how did that even start? <laughs> I, okay, so I, um, my executive at Hallmark is Heather Overton and I uh -huh. met her through her sister, um, Holly, who was on Shadowhunters. She's a television writer and she and I became very close in Shadowhunters and again like there you are at a dinner party um it's like what do you do i work for hallmark and i said i have this insane idea for a hallmark movie uh and it's it's a retelling of the three wise men but now and she was like that what <laughs> and the more i talked about it she's like oh, mm, yeah it could be this or it could be this and was incredibly sweet and then uh a year a year went by uh before she was like hey by the way like that turns out that idea once we added you know, their mom is basically Martha Stewart. Uh -huh. 
I think once that started in there, um, and then I got really interested in uh, who's Maggie Baker. Um, and I got, I got really interested in that character and how she would lead three people across the country. Yeah. So did you watch homework movies? Did you work, you were kind of aware of the I, Yeah, I mean, genre? I don't, it's funny because I, I don't, I was sort of weirdly, not snobby about it, but I didn't really watch television movies. I have a hard uh-huh. time, I don't, I had a hard time with commercial breaks for the longest time. And now, now I'm sort of like, well, now that's a clear act structure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. But I, but once I started writing television, that it got more interesting to me because when you, when I really started breaking it down, it felt they felt more like a web series to me. It, you're you're writing nine tiny little episodes that happened between the breaks, yeah. and I was so interested in the in the structure of writing short pieces um, that all tied together that I was like, maybe it's the same thing and. It's not far off. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's film structure. It's not, uh, you're not telling totally nine different stories, but. Yeah. but I can see that like in the road to Christmas. Cause you have like the, uh, you have the introduction and then you have like the, the snowman relay section. And then you have the, the white elephant, which I'm going to talk to you about in section. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I can see that you have these little things and I don't know. I just really liked it. And, I'm just curious, how did you get the idea to make the brothers adopted? Um, how did we do that? I have, I, I think a lot of it is that, A, I know a lot of people who are adopted and I'm fascinated by um, that, that, that my experience has been that it isn't like it seems on TV where it's like it's an issue. Like it does, it never seems it to be an issue with people that I've met. I got really interested. I got really interested in who Julia Wise would be if part of her story was that she also, uh, she adopted her children. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that, that was a, that was a, that was a person I wanted to write about. I was interested in who she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it added sort of another layer there because you have obviously the family stories, but then you also have, uh, the adoption sort of layer and you have her like not being able to kind of deal with her grief layer yeah. um and it made it really interesting and you know Tara Lothry is the best and oh my god she's the best like I yeah. kind of want to be her <laughs> by the way not even kind of I definitely want to yeah. be her. Uh, uh, uh Christmas Evergreen oh uh Barbara Niven, Barbara Niven, yes. Barbara Niven too. Like those are the people. Barbara Niven is who I want to be when I grow up for sure. At a Hallmark event, just it was Carol and Barbara, and they were having this conversation, and I walked up and I introduced myself, and I, it was the greatest moment of my life. So much fun with them. I was really excited. They were great. I interviewed Barbara Niven, and I was like, well, I need to work on my life. Like I'm not. like wow she was so great yeah and yeah it really was a great cast great chemistry between everybody it felt like family which uh you know it's always a challenge it's it's always so hard because something like chemistry is just so intangible you can have these pieces and for whatever reason and obviously that can vary I can find somebody that does, I can think somebody doesn't have chemistry and Amber can think someone does. So it's hard to say, very subjective, but I don't know. I just thought they all felt like a family. And I liked the little touches, like you having uh, uh, John Michael Murray's character sending uh, his brother food and making sure he's taken care of, even though they weren't like getting together, you know, for Christmas. Little touches like that, like I thought were very sort of emotionally true. Yeah, that's my uncle did that for years. 
Oh, really? Yeah. That's so cute. I love it. Like, what is this? He's like, I heard you weren't working. And I was like, no, I'm working. It's fine. I'll, I'm going to eat it. But like, yeah, thanks. that's really cute. I yeah, love that. You feel so cared for, right? Someone older than you. And I was <laughs> well, like, in, in they, my 30s. With one issue. Yeah, they have to get Tara Rothery to play Julia because other than her, I think that, and maybe Barbara Niven, you can't like somebody who makes you work on Christmas. Yeah. Like that is a tall order. And the fact you were able to pull that off is saying something because usually if you make somebody work on Christmas, you are going to wake up with three spirits at night. Like that is the worst thing you can do. Well, she also, she, I feel like she spent that movie apologizing to her staff for it. She's like, I can't, you guys, I'm, you're also great. And like, here's hot chocolate. Like she, yeah. she loves Christmas. Let's be honest. Like yeah. let's, I kept saying though, I think that assistant, we're gonna see the alternate universe of her story of how she's bitter and upset that oh, her boss made her. Yeah, that her boss made her work on Christmas. <laughs> I, got, I got plans for Stacy, don't you worry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I loved Cardi. I thought he was amazing. Chad Michael Murray. But actually, um, the script called uh, I think I think that he sings. I don't know that he sings. We changed the script. That's what yeah. I will tell you. That he, uh, we had the idea to play for him to play the ukulele because we liked him so much. That, oh like, right, yeah. He was that. sort of like, "What do you do well? You're great. Let's do stuff for you." And he added so much to it. There's that moment at the end of the movie where he comes in and and she sees them all, and you're just kind of like, "This is like she breaks your heart." And then he just looked at her and said, "Hi, Mama." And I, I like, I burst into tears, and I was like, "That wasn't in the script. I don't care. It's so." Yeah. Great. Like he's just, he added so much to it. Yeah. That's so cool. And just like, if you can have the confidence to say to Chad Michael Murray, like I'm the cute one, like, I mean, come on. Well, they also, those guys did so, like all three of them really worked well together and yeah. kind of bounced off of each other. It was kind of, I mean, it felt, they felt like brothers to me. Yeah, they really did. And so then you had uh, David um, played yeah. by Jeff Agonic. So this character, I, we felt like he was a gay character. Was that correct? Okay. So you guys did this play about him and Bradley. Was that you? That was you. No. Who was that? That wasn't us. But sounds good. I think it might've been the bubbly sesh. That was the bubbly sesh. Yeah. They, okay. So, so my, I loved how many people like all of a sudden, like Twitter was speculating about what their story was. Right. And I feel like, I thought that was so kind of groovy because I, because to me, I, I, I feel like the public sense got it right because there was like, I don't think they really knew what their relationship was. Like in my head, like, of course they're in love, but like, I, I didn't really know. And then like, when I saw the movie, I was like, yeah, that's exactly kind of how I thought of it was that there's these two dudes who are really close. I'm not entirely sure what the relationship is. And also for me, it was like, it's none of the family's business. It's none of my business. It's none of, and, and this is a movie also about Maggie and Danny. And it's like, there's mm -hmm. only so many things you want to stuff in a story. And I thought that the way that it was sort of shot and edited that came together was it left it as this like, huh, moment. Yeah. I, I really, I loved those actors. I thought they were so good at it. Yeah, they were really good. And, you know, they had chemistry. And I just kind of assumed they were. And then when we went back, I, because I, for sure, he introduced him as his partner. And I, but I guess it was his business 
a co-owner or something like that. And cause Amber was like, no, he didn't say that. I was like, really? I thought for sure he said it. And I think I just, <laughs> it was just so obvious to me. No, I think, you know, I think what was interesting about that, those characters is that people saw in it what they, what was, I think a lot of their own experience. And I thought that was kind of, as a writer, that was really fascinating. And I'm excited yeah. to see it. I'm excited to see where else I can figure out how to do that in yeah. some way. Well, it's true. I mean, I don't know anybody who disliked The Road to Christmas, except for maybe Grumpy Dan over at Deck the Hallmark. Everybody liked it. It was the number one of our listeners when we did our listener poll. Uh, it was number one of uh, my my ranking. It was, uh, I think, number two in Amy's. And uh, it was on, I can't remember, it was, it was high up on Amber's as well. We all loved it. So <laughs> we did a great job. And you know, I, I think I love how it turned out i there's yeah. so much control you give up in these things and then when i watched i was like this is how this is what i saw in my head so yeah. it, i loved it yeah i did too and you know it was good for me to see because so many people did think that they were a gay couple and nobody cared like i hope that hallmark sees that and they're like no one cares like it's not a big deal i mean i'm sure some people do but 99 percent of the people that i interacted with didn't care <laughs> it didn't matter and so yeah, I, that would be nice to i don't know I don't to try not to um, read too much like like i sort of interact on it's all happening and then i kind of have to yeah. be like i don't want to just because it's so yeah personal strangers is in your heart and so i sort of i didn't necessarily avoid it but i don't i don't know if anyone was 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 bummed out by those characters and also nobody that i saw um but i that that made me happy nobody i saw when yeah so anyway i hope that it will encourage even more diversity they did better this year and i would like to see that continue that would be great so uh, so I did want to talk to you though. So have you ever been to a white elephant party? What yeah. is going on here? Yeah. I, I know that there's not iPads and I know that Noah gets an Apple watch. And also, by the way, why wouldn't you steal the iPad? Yeah. Like, um, cool. Because my understanding is that a white elephant party is like silly. Yes. You get like well, silly gifts. There's, there's different. I, apparently, and then like a Yankee swap is where you do the swapping. And you right. get like real gifts. No, no, no. So my family does white elephant, but we do the swapping. Um, uh-huh. White elephant, where you you <laughs> you do the thing where you take the one and then the, the, it kind of is the round robin and then it comes around. But we also do it. Theme. Um, by the way, I have to say that the, that scene originally, like, God bless Heather for being so smart because that scene was originally about. Uh, if you were the last person to Christmas, you had to like take off your shoes and run around the house in the snow. And she was like, that's insane. <laughs> I was like, I made it up. And she was like, yeah, no, maybe, maybe not that. Um, so, like, so, so to me, the white elephant, like I, we, we theme it though. Like we, um, we, like, like sometimes it's homemade some years. Uh, my dad's family this year did one where it was games you loved as a child. And so, like, you all, so everyone knew they were getting a game. It was just oh. which game were you going to get. But, like, I, 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 I would never give an iPad. You guys do nice white elephant then in your family. <laughs> we're, big. We're, we're, we're big and we're loud. So, like, if you go yeah. too far, it's going to get. <laughs> yeah, because only white, I've been to some Yankee swaps before, type gift exchanges, but the only white elephants I've ever been to have been, like, gag gifts, like, silly. Yeah. 
And I can never think of anything good. And so I usually just get those Harry Potter jelly beans that are disgusting. That's as creative as I get. Nagy's mom at some point says, this one's just a big box of candy. Honestly, Mm -hmm. that's my go-to for a white elephant because people want a big box of candy. Like you you don't think that they do, but people are like, oh my God, this is just a huge box of M&Ms. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's funny. I'm like, have these people ever been to a white elephant party? And we were laughing about that. We're also just dying laughing about the fact that she stayed in that car all night long. Like, why didn't anybody even get her? That was so funny. They were driving all night. They drove all night and then they got there and they got out. And then that's when she woke up. I think. I know it's, listen, a lot of movie. There's only so much time. (laughs) (laughs) No, we loved it. It was great. I really liked the kiss in it too. It was so good because you had a near kiss, which aren't my favorite, but they was done pretty well. And then like, wow, I loved it because Julia was like filming and she just goes for it. Maggie goes for it. I loved that. That was so fun. Yeah. That also was a kind of last minute script thing that we added that that really, I thought worked out great. Yeah. Wait, what if they kiss there? And it was like, that is better. So yeah, and then you close off with them all singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which is my favorite Christmas song. So that was perfect. Yeah, excellent. Mm-hmm. So then you also uh, worked on Christmas Nevergreen, Letter to Santa. So did you, it said on the on IMDb that you did the, the teleplay, but Rick Garman did the story. How did that work? It was a lot of kind of, uh, it actually felt really collaborative. I think Rick made a good town. Like Evergreen is a solid yeah story structure those people are those people and that town is that town um i wrote uh i wrote the script uh based on a script that he wrote and i'm not i'm not entirely clear how rewrites work i do know that there's a lot of movies and so everyone like like jo, uh, jo and i working on uh jingle all the way it's kind of jingle around the clock i keep saying jingle all the way uh jingle on the clock there's so many things happening there's so many moving parts and people get pulled into other projects and it's like this needs this this needs one of these things and so we all kind of I think are asked to pitch in on different projects that they think we'd be good for and I had just finished Road to Christmas and they said you know do you want to come in and, and look at this one and I'm like, yeah, sure very so, cool yeah, yeah that's good uh, Rick Garman he's a legend I mean he's amazing yeah he's incredible also one of the nicest most generous people like has been so kind to me and, and it's been I adore that guy yeah that's cool. Uh, yeah, and that movie had like the most epic near kiss ever in the history of movies. It was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it happened twice in a row. <laughs> yeah, not fooling around on that near kiss. It was so funny. We <laughs> just like because uh, we did a whole podcast on the best kisses of Hallmark, and me and Amy kind of <laughs> like no more near kisses but if you're gonna because sometimes it's just it's like illogical it's ridiculous like are you really gonna stop kissing because a phone rang that's ridiculous who's gonna stop i wouldn't stop <laughs> but like <laughs> but that one was just so funny because it was almost like it looked painful too because it was like yeah but to me it's like i think it's like a horror movie like it has to be in there because like it has like it's passing it's the moment where like oh the car won't move like well there's an ear kiss like it feels to me like if you don't have it you've kind of lost like like I want near kisses I want fifteen of them in every movie my life is just near kisses that's but what, that's I do like when they give us I've never kissed anybody I just 
almost kiss all of them. <laughs> but I do like when they do actually give us a real kiss it, because okay. it, it makes an interesting dynamic for the characters because then they have to like deal with the fact that this happened and what are they going to do and whatever. And like, I loved Joie in her writing in Falling for You. I don't know if you got to see that one, but I loved that and how uh, how Taylor Cole's character, they, they get interrupted by some sound. It was ridiculous. And then she's just like, <laughs> she's just like goes for it again <laughs> I was like, yes it made me so happy I was literally like squealing with delight I was so happy about that so I, I like it when we get some of both but yeah. it, it was really funny they did a good job with evergreen yeah I had a really good time with evergreen for the kisses okay so then yeah jingle around the clock you got to work with joie on and this one was very different and so Brooke Nevin, she had the idea for it, right? And then how did you guys get on the project? Weirdly, uh, it's funny because I knew, I know them sort of through friends of friends here. Um, and and we were all at a party and they were like, we have, we're doing a Hallmark movie. And I was like, I'm doing a Hallmark movie. <laughs> I did a conversation. And then later when I ended up sort of on it, I was like, I think I'm helping out on your Hallmark movie. And so it was, it was kind of fun to like have that connection. Yeah. That nice. is funny. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I there were I had a few issues with it, but for the most part I liked it. Yeah. I liked the fact that they had a girl who's in the city who is dedicated to her career and takes it seriously. And I liked that there was sort of a broader definition of family, with it, including her friends and this misfits party. A little bit of variety. Listen, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go on a limb and say Christmas, and I'm gonna say Evergreen has their Santa. He's not overtly Santa. Yeah, uh, Santa adjacent. <laughs> I guess uh, that's true. You, ever, you see him in the costume, and then you don't know where he goes. <laughs> just saying, maybe, maybe he just hangs out there. Yeah, in my I guess I like <laughs> Lifetime. They had a movie that I loved. <laughs> vacation he would vacation in evergreen that's right like lifetime had a movie called christmas perfection all about a girl who wakes up for her perfect christmas in an irish christmas village that she owns like she has this little village and she wakes up there and she gets the perfect christmas it was so funny it was great and then they also had one where a nutcracker comes alive <laughs> and uh, and helps this baker to make this big order i would like a just a couple a couple like that come on we, we can have a, like 38 movies. Like, I'm here with my... <laughs> just, I don't know. It, it would just be fun to have a little bit of whimsy thrown in there just, yeah. just for fun. But I, you know, I think that yeah. there's a lot of, um, I think my experience of, of working with everyone at Homework has been that they are sincerely dedicated to like, they have a, they have a story sort of, not, not even a formula, but like yeah. using the movies they make, they know what they are and they yeah. are, interested and dedicated in how to make them better every year and how to make them more uh, interesting and how to sort of broaden the sort of audience and to, and to make them, you know, the very best they can be. I, mm -hmm. I've, I've, it's funny. I was always a little bit, I think that there's, there's an, there's an unfair world about what is a romantic comedy and what is a Hallmark movie. And I think that, you know, when you're looking at something that is rated PG-13 and you're looking at general audiences, you, you sort of have to watch them through a different frame in some way. And that's something that um, I've learned this year is that there is, there is real value in something that is, that is marked for 
everyone. That, um, to me, the, that value, I think, gets uh, forgotten. Yeah, I agree. There's definitely a huge yeah. value in something that's family-friendly, that everyone can watch and enjoy, especially Christmas. Like, you want something that'll make you feel good. I mean, it goes back to the thing we were saying before about how there's only so much baggage you want to bring to your own family at Christmas. It's yeah. this same, I think, thing in a lot of ways, which is there is there are enjoyable things about Christmas. Yes, there is conflict, but the more you can keep your conflict muted at Christmas amongst your family, the better off your Christmas is going to be with your family. Yeah. And I think the movies really kind of hit that feeling in people in a way that helps Christmases go better, yeah. I want to say. Well, and I've always said, too, that I think that Hallmark's providing something that nobody else is really providing. I mean, until Crazy Rich Asians, we didn't have a romantic comedy for years that was, wasn't was super crash, Judd Judge Apatow kind of a film. Yeah. And I don't really like those kind of movies. I like movies that are sweet and uh, romantic. And yeah, I mean, I like edgier movies too, but I don't know. For the most part, I don't really like comedies that are super crass and vulgar. And and, uh, and and I think that I think that Hallmark is really providing. There's not that much out there that's providing like fantasy for women. That uh, you know, there's tons of stuff that's for men. Uh, you know, you've got your all your superheroes and your your uh, all the different shows that are geared towards and marketed heavily towards men. And that's great. I have no problem with that. And women could like that too. But I don't know. I just think with like the death of soap operas pretty much, the death of a lot of sort of things that was escapism for women for years has been taken away. And so where's the, where's that void going to go? It all went to Hallmark. And do you have anything uh, coming up that you can tell us about at all or? Uh, I do. And I can't tell you about Oh, okay, good. <laughs> We're really excited um, to have you doing, on board. Uh, I, I can tell you, yeah, I can tell you I'll be back, but I can't tell you what it is. Okay, so, good. Well, keep us posted. I will. So we, I we like will. to end the interview with what we call the Team Beat questions, and these are just silly Great. questions. Perfect. Yeah. I've, I've, honestly, I don't think you you know how long I've waited to answer questions like this. Go on. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> okay. Number one, what yeah. is the best ice cream flavor? Pistachio. Mm, gelato? Or just, I love pistachio gelato. Anything mint or nut in my okay. ice cream. Yeah, good. Okay, what is your favorite color? Uh, it's like a, like a blue cerulean. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, good. All right. What music are you listening to? What are you excited about right now? Uh, I get up every morning and I dance to that Shaka Khan song, like Sugar. Okay. I get up every, it's, I, I do it. Okay, it's, good. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. What is your go-to date night food? Uh, depends. Date night food, usually pizza, um, but like, upper pizza yeah uh, pizza like high class pizza, pizza. Yeah, a little snooty pizza yeah uh, <laughs> but like gin uh-huh. okay good <laughs> sounds like a party all right so what is your go-to date night activity um i want to be somewhere where i can actually have a conversation uh-huh. um but but normally like my first the first dates are dinner you can just eat something, have a yeah. conversation. Um, 
hiking is not a date. I don't believe hiking is a date. Uh, <laughs> you all think dates are not. Yeah. I, guess like, I, I like bowling, but I don't feel like it's a thing people do. Yeah. I'm just so, I'm like so random. Like every once in a while, I will have a really good round where I bowl super good. And then like, if anyone asks me to repeat that, it doesn't happen. So I'm very, <laughs> usually I'm terrible. But every once in a while I get lucky. Um, okay, good. Uh, all right, dogs or cats? Cat. I have a cat, she's old. Mm -hmm. I'm loyal to her. I love dogs, don't yeah. get me wrong. But. Well, and that was pretty adorable in Roach Christmas, how you had the baskets of kittens and puppies. Hello. That was... Animals are good actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Burned you right down. It was really cute. All right. Beaches or mountains? The movie? I'm kidding. Mountains. <laughs> uh, mountains. I like, I'm real cute in a scarf. Okay, good. Okay, good. All right. Uh, would you rather be in a suit and tie or sweats? Can I be in the middle? Okay. <laughs> Both of those things sound dreadful. Uh, I'm go with jeans. Like a nice polo or something like that, something in the yeah, middle. I'm like a good Henley. I'm real comfortable. <laughs> okay, <cool. good>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, favorite, what's your favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. It's an oh. eating holiday and it's about gratitude. Uh huh. It's historically fraud, but like, it's an eating holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Okay, cool. Yeah, that one's a good one. It's sort of ex exhausting uh, if you have to be the one cooking all the food, but it's fun. Yeah. It's okay. Fun. You know, you get to cook birds. What's yeah. <laughs> so what, this is a hard one sometimes, but what is your favorite Hallmark movie? And you can pick your own if you want. No judgment. on <laughs> This year... What was the one I read? I loved, um, uh, ooh, I'm gonna get the title wrong. I always get the titles wrong. Um, I thought it was really sweet. thought that, um, I just thought it was a good story about someone Which one? needed a liver, the one with the liver oh, transplant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once Upon a Christmas Miracle. Um, I really enjoyed that one. Um, and also it was Hallmark, uh, movies and mysteries, which I thought I like. I like the dramatic yeah. side of those. I thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah, that was a pretty good one. I can't remember the. Yeah, it's my favorite this year. There's an old one that was that uh, is sort of famous in my family called The Gathering, which is Ed Asner and uh, I want to say Maureen Stapleton. Um, it was like in the '70s, and it's oh. my mother. My mother watched it when she was in labor with my sister. Um, and so like she, what we, we finally found it on DVD and gave it to her and, and we watch it every now and then. It's, it's kind of, it's in the past. But. Huh. 1977, The Gathering. I guess it must be uh, Hallmark Hall of Fame, maybe? I think so, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I've never even heard of you. That's, but yeah, look at all-star cast. Ed Asner, Maureen Stapleton, Bruce Davison, Gregory Harrison, who's on Science Sealed Delivered. Yeah, very interesting. I've never heard, I'll have to check that one out. I haven't heard of it. There's so many, it's amazing. <laughs> so, well, very cool, you passed the test. Great, thank you. We'll keep letting you write Hallmark movies. <laughs> Thanks for, 
um, thanks for reaching out. I'm sorry it took me so long, but- uh, No, that's okay. I'm glad you're having an amazing vacation. That sounded incredible. Yeah, I wanted, I, I need a little break from Christmas during Christmas, so I went- Yeah. <laughs> well, very cool. Uh, how can people like follow you on social media or all uh, that fun stuff? Pretty much everywhere. So C-A-C-H-U-G, that's me. Great. I will have that all in the description section. You can check, check that out and follow Zach. And uh, yeah, make sure you're following the podcast at Hummerkey's Pod all over social media. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. And if you can put uh, your reviews of the podcast on uh, iTunes, we really appreciate it. And give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. And thanks again, Zach. This was really fun. It really, it was fun to get to know you and find out some of the process of what it takes to become a Hallmark writer and write Road to Christmas. So thanks very much. I'll talk to you next year. Yes, we'll definitely have to reconnect. All right. So we will talk again soon. And I can't wait to hear more about those projects coming up. So bye.